This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Is there a place for humor in the workplace? And what are the implications of using humor on perceptions of status and competence? Here to talk about the research on this topic are Wharton Professor Maurice Schweitzer and Brad Bitterly, who is a doctoral candidate. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me about your research. Our research is on the relationship between humor and status. Humor pervades our daily interactions, yet it's been largely ignored by the prior organizational uh, research. In this work, we look at how it can really significantly shape and influence the way we perceive others. So when we look around, we see a lot of it, we see some examples of humor going really well and it causing us to perceive the joke teller as being more confident, competent, and higher in status. For example, the night before Dick Costolo joined Twitter as the chief operating officer, he sent out, sent out a tweet that said, first full day as Twitter COO tomorrow, step one, undermine CEO, consolidate power. Now, a year after he sent out that tweet, he ended up becoming CEO of Twitter. So we can see examples of where someone uses humor and they rise to the top of the hierarchy, but we also see cases where people attempt to use it say a really inappropriate joke and just plummet to the bottom. And the focus of our work is trying to understand what it is about humor that can cause someone to either rise or fall in status. So what are your paper's key takeaways? Well, one thing we find first, is, as Brad mentioned, humor is risky. So sometimes humor can single co signal competence and confidence and increase our status. But sometimes if we cross the line, so humor can fail because it's inappropriate, because it's just not very funny, or because we overdo it, so too much. In those cases, we signal low competence, and that harms our status. And in some cases, we've seen actually people get fired because of it. But we find is that whether or not the humor goes well or not, the use of humor, the attempted use, always signals confidence, that is, I'm a confident person, I'm telling a joke, but the competence, how competent I am, really matters, and that's what swings the use of humor from being effective or ineffective. So how does someone get that characteristic of being humorous? Should they go out and take classes, or what should they do? Well, I think um, since it is a really important skill set in our daily lives and a really important managerial skill, I think it could help for people to try to take classes. They could do improv classes. Um, that could get them more familiar, more comfortable with delivering a joke. I think part of the difficulty to begin with is just trying to get that confidence that way you feel comfortable delivering it, even appropriate jokes. Yeah, I'd say also to add to that, um, it's also something we can look for in selection. So when we screen people, we might look for somebody that is at least comfortable with humor. Again, we don't want the class clown, but for somebody who's you know, facile with it, it can really be a strategic advantage. So what conclusions, if any, surprised you? So I'd say one of the conclusions that, particularly, that I found particularly surprising was in our second study, 
we found that someone who effectively used humor, they were not only perceived to be more confident, competent, and higher in status, they were even more likely to be elected as a group leader for a subsequent task. So here we see humor not only influencing perceptions of one another, but even influencing behavior. I'd say another important finding in our work is that we're really disentangling confidence from status. In a lot of prior work, people had found that people who are more confident, project confidence, are perceived to have higher status. And here we show that with the inappropriate use of humor, people can, can project confidence, but still come off so badly that they actually lose status. And what are some practical implications of your research? So some practical implications, first of all, are that humor can be a really effective tool for increasing status and that people should be aware of this. It, compared to other methods of increasing status, say um, using goods to signal status, a joke is free, whereas a Louis Vuitton bag is extremely expensive. Uh, <laughs> it can be, uh, if people realize the power of it, it can be really effective. But the other thing to keep in mind is, as we said, it's really risky and that people should be aware. And in novel situations with unfamiliar others, you might not have a good read on how your joke is going to be received. And we even see professionals getting in trouble at times. Last month, we saw Ellen DeGeneres send out a picture where she photoshopped herself on Usain Bolt's back. And even though she meant it as a joke, and this is someone that's really built their career on being able to effectively use appropriate humor, there was some backlash for, for the picture. So we should be. Yeah, we should be careful. And our work identifies the use of humor as something really important. That is, humor influences the hierarchies within our groups at work and at home. And here, rather than being some ancillary or superfluous behavior, we're arguing that humor should be taken seriously insofar as it can really help us navigate our social interactions and, and profoundly influence our perception of, of where we fit in, in a hierarchy. So what sets your research apart from other work in this area? So one way that we set ourselves apart is we're the first to really experimentally manipulate humor to study how it influences uh, status. So we, we ran a series of experiments where we presented uh, participants with a situation where they were faced with an individual that either gave a serious comment or a joke. And we found we were able to establish causality between humor and confidence, confidence, and status. The other area where we set ourselves apart is that we demonstrate that although confidence really does help us in our daily lives, it's really good to be confident. Saying an inappropriate joke is such a strong signal of lower intelligence and lower skill. It overpowers any of the benefits of confidence and causes a person to lose status. So what will you do next as a follow-up to this research? Well. We have an active program looking at humor in some other contexts, like in negotiations. We're also interested in how, how powerful we feel influences our inclination to use humor. So, for example, people who are powerful may be less inhibited in using humor. People who are low in power may feel uncertain about their use of humor. And it could be that we create a cycle where 
if powerful people are more likely to use humor and they get better at it and use it more effectively, it might maintain a power hierarchy in a way that other things are sort of, you know, might, might be harder to sort of break. So we're going to begin to think about how, how power and humor really interact. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.